What's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of One More for Safety. Today, my guest is Rory Williams from the band Sunset Suns. Rory also has his own solo project out on Spotify under the name Rory J. Williams, so be sure to go check that shit out. We had a great chat about sort of how we both got our starts together, really, in the music industry. Um, We also talked about ego and how it has its place in in the studio and how it can be a tool uh, or a hindrance. We covered a lot of things, so dig in. I hope you enjoy it because Roy's awesome and I had a blast doing this. You've got the podcast voice. Oh, really? I, I find my voice terribly annoying, but... No, 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 no. Uh, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so, you, you sound way better. Um, <laughs> how are things for you, man? How are things in, in, in France? I'm curious because, like, over here, the only updates we ever get, like, in America about the rest of the world are really, like, the UK. You know? And it's like... Yeah, that, exactly. You never know what's about going on there, But what are things like for you there? So currently, um, we have a curfew, which is six o'clock, which really sucks because Pete, uh, you know, Pete, yeah. um, he's, uh, he finishes work normally around this time or no, sorry, normally around like five thirty-six. Uh-huh. and he'll come to mind, but normally you're basically, you have to be at home indoors. You can't go out after six o'clock, oh, which wow. sound, it sounds extreme, but it's the winter. Also, uh, I mean, shops are open. Mm-hmm. You need the mask everywhere. Uh, restaurants are open, but only for takeaway. Okay. Do you know what? If I had money flow coming in, I would be chilling. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, and you know what? I'm, I'm trying to change that at the moment just by like hustling on the side where I can. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not great, but it could be worse. We did um, we did like two months of like solid lockdown, like. Mm-hmm. It was like prison, man. You're out, out, allowed out for like an hour's exercise and to go to the shops. It was crazy. That was when I was, not that I'm not a believer of it. I just feel that there's a bit bit extreme at times with how they're coping with it. But yeah, yeah. it's been it's been such a weird thing, man. Because I mean, like here we're, we're full on kind of like Wild West you're, as you'd anticipate. You're back into it, no? Like I saw restaurants in Florida like open. And my oh, mates well, I mean, Florida's been like... They've been full throttle for like fucking months, man. Like you can't stop them. They're just going to go. But They're like, um, what like Arizona's been, they've been like open and restaurants have had limited stuff. And, you know, for a while we were like kind of, num- we were number one in the world for cases and shit, but I don't really know where oh, we're wow. at now. It's just, it's so hard because, you know, we've been pretty lax, it seems like here and things have you know, they got bad, but then you look at other places that have been really strict about it and they're getting bad too. So it's like, you just don't know, you know, where the lockdowns sort of start to hurt, you know, not just, not just like the mental health aspect of it. And the the, massive man, it's it's, massive for me. Like it's completely fucked creativity. Like even, even, you know, being like as open as we are, it still feels like things still kind of feel a little bit, um, Sometimes I, I just get this nihilistic, like, oh, well, what's the point right now? You know? Yeah. And it's, um, that's actually kind of an interesting thing I wanted to talk to you about, of like, how is, how's the creative process sort of changed for you in the last, in, in 2020? Like, you, you released new music, uh, mm-hmm. under sort of a solo project, Rory J. Williams, right? On Spotify. Oh, yeah. Go check nice. it out. But, um, Thanks for the plug. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, about that. So, okay, you, you know, you know, we met really early on, like basically, um, with the band. We'll do, I'll try, I'll try to be quick. I also talk a lot, eh? so you have to like shut me off. No, no. But when you, when you met us, it was early days. We literally went from playing in pubs to being in the studio with you, Jukir and Lowell in Nashville, which was just the maddest thing. You go from like, yeah, playing to a hundred people to then building a record that, you know, you hope hundreds of thousand people were going to hear. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so fast tracked that like I had to learn to write and all these kind of things. And we were also with the major labels. So you cater to the charts mm-hmm. and listening to like, oh, they did that. Okay, cool. Well, maybe I should write a song like that. Anyway, 2020 came around and um, due to like some personal things, so like, you know, like going through a breakup, mm-hmm. um, we then got into lockdown 
and I've been working on this project, um, my own project, plus the band stuff and writing. And it was, I don't know, it kind of, I just went into a different mindset. And I basically said to myself, first of all, life's too short. I had no money mm-hmm. like from, from the band. We had a bit of money in the band account. And I was like, man, I've, I've been doing this for five and a half years, like professionally, you know, professionally, like fingers in the air and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> and because uh, it's, I forgot. It's, so this is a podcast. It's not a video. It's video too. Yeah. It'll be both it's, audio. Uh, yeah. It'll be oh, both audio people, and video. People see me do that. I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> I just, I had a, I literally just got dumped. Uh, I had no money in any account apart from a bit of savings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, this is rubbish. And I feel like I've been catering to other people when mm-hmm. I've been songwriting and stuff. Um, and kind of teaching myself production, you know, in the last sort of few years. And I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm just going to try something different. Like I love, for example, I love my hip hop. Like right now, like St. John, I love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I heard that track and I just started playing around with like, whether it be auto-tune or vocoders and doing all the stuff that I wouldn't normally do in the band. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, actually, that started to um, uh, transist into the songs we're writing for the the band record, the new one. Yeah. And even though, like, these things take a long time, I mean, you know that when you're creating. Yeah. And also that, um, what am I trying to say? That uh, it didn't feel like any, they were, like, shutting down venues, you know? Like, people are saying, there's no gigs for so long. Right. Creatively, I've been allowed to kind of just do stuff because it's everyone's a little bit like, it's, it's not the end of the world, but that whole, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. You know what? What, why am I doing that? Or why am I doing that? And I'm like, there's been so many aspects to being a musician and being live, playing live. and all, So many th- things that I haven't liked, mm-hmm. and whether it be, you know, they did come down to confidence and stuff. But um, as soon as I just started kind of pushing that all aside, and when you're working with the boys, I want to, I want them to like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I love, I love the boys and I, I appreciate their opinion, but I'm also kind of done with maybe catering to it. Yeah. You want to have, it's changed like a hundred percent control over something for a minute, you know, and like realize your own vision. But it's a, something. it's a democracy. Yeah. It is a democracy, you know? Um, so you, you have to, you have to play ball with each other, but I just, I, instead of doing something like, oh yeah, okay, that vocal or that melody or that way I'll play piano, I don't want to do that. That's mm-hmm. what I've always done. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to pick up a guitar as rubbish. I mean, dude, you shred. <laughs> so <laughs> don't shake your head. And uh, But I'm like, I'm learning, learning my way of playing it and stuff. And when you're doing like, you know, but I'd never do that normally. So I, I think yeah. I'm just, my point being for 2020 is that all the rules that I would normally let kind of stop me from doing things. I've, I've just put aside. That's the, yeah, that's being a bit more creative. That's really like a, a refreshing and, and positive way to go about it. I mean, uh, I feel like a lot of people and like, I sort of mentioned, like for me, it was really tough to like creatively just get up for anything like at first where it just kind of felt like everything was on pause and like, you couldn't go, you know, couldn't, get into the studio to make a record and then yeah, man. like, you know, trying to like, even if I was just trying to like dick around and write my own shit here or whatever, it was like, I just, you know, I'm, I'm pushing rope. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's not, <laughs> it's not working. I've never heard that expression. I've never oh, heard really? that expression. Oh, well. pushing rope. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually used in a different context, but, uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's a refreshing and and a really positive way to look at it is like oh well you know now there are no rules so i can i can creatively explore things a bit yeah. more you know and that that's an interesting thing um i think i think we care too much i me especially man i mean i could i could sit here for hours telling you like oh how hard school was or duh, duh, duh. Mm-hmm. but i definitely i definitely cared too much what people have thought in the past and um, that's sure. kind of definitely stopped me. Like, oh, if I sing like that, people might laugh. Silly. I know it's silly. But no, no. We all, I mean, you, we, we all go do through it. that. That's I, shit. I have that with doing this. Like uh, every course, night I'm yeah, going to bed yeah. going like, why am I like, who, who's going to care? Like, what are we doing? But no, this you know, is sick. It. Re- it's, it's been fun. So I'm just going to keep doing it. 
You should definitely do, man. And the thing is, like, you're you're connecting with, like, you know, whether it be other producers, engineers, um, uh, musicians. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a, they all have a fan base. They all want to hear what they're talking about. Yeah, and it's it will grow organically and the and way the way it that does. was sort of like the the genesis for doing this was like I have all these cool friends that are really talented and their fans know a version of them but they don't know the version of them that I do you know the, I mean, you should the, get the, you should I get love. those guys or girls on whoever they are you should get well, them on you're on right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm already about, uh, I'm fishing for a compliment but uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's and I wanted I wanted to like get the people that I know and love and like kind of show their fans and in, in the world the the version of them that I love and why I love them and why I feel like they're so talented. So I think this has been a really fun thing to do, and that sort of that leads me into my next sort of um, question for you: is where like where did music start for you? Where was is there a moment you can think back to to where you sort of made this? decision or it was a moment where you went oh this is my path this is where i'm gonna go yeah it was super early on for me like i well i remember the (laughs) i basically said to my mom i want a drum kit oh no wait a minute what did i say i said to my mom i want an electric guitar yeah all i want to do is shred because we i grew up listening to in the house on vinyl like we had uh, Queen, which was um, which is my f- mum's favorite group. Hell we had yeah. Queen, we had Hendrix, we had Pet Shop Boys. Uh, we had, but it was it was all like it was yeah all like in their own genre, just massive music. Um, and there's a lot of guitar music I u- used to listen to. So I asked for electric guitar. I got an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and then I would just turn it upside down and strum away on the the shiny bit because it didn't hurt my fingers. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Then I said to my mum, I was like, oh, cool, I want electric, I want electric guitar though, because I need to make the noise. Mm-hmm. She went, yeah, 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 sure, yeah. And she got me piano lessons. And um, I was, I think I was six or seven. Oh, which wow. now I think about it, super young. And um, did lessons for a year. And then I started like learning kind of like, I, I was supposed to be doing scales and I started realizing I could play by ear and learning songs from the advert. I don't know if you know the bread Hovis. I don't. I think it might be a really British bread, but they had this oh, advert okay. and uh, I learned the song and I played it. Oh, Went wow. back to my lesson and she was like, but you didn't do your scales. And I remember, <laughs> obviously didn't say these words, but I remember in my head just going, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> I, go to, I go to school all day and then I come to a fucking lesson and she gives me this shit. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, More fucking homework? I, <laughs> So I, I quit. I think I was age seven and I decided I was going to quit what I was doing um, <laughs> musically. And uh, I was like, I'll just teach myself. And uh, I would get for the good two or three years, I would get a lot of music books like Oasis, uh, the Beatles. Yeah. I couldn't read music. And uh, so I, <laughs> there's a struggle. But I realized that um, I actually started writing really early. And there's a cassette somewhere at my mum's house, if we ever find it, hopefully never. And it's um it's got all of these first like ideas of songs or covers I did. Yeah. And um I that was me. I was like, I'm in. I think seven, eight, I was like, I, I could listen to a song, play it straight away, or learn it pretty fast. And I was like, Yeah, this is me. This is I'm done. And I used to get annoyed at my brother because he never knew what he wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I know. And yeah. then I'd be an asshole and beat him up. And, <laughs> and <then laughs> we we got past it. We yeah. got past it. Yeah, but, uh, as you do. Yeah. But yeah, and then I guess, and then I just, but I didn't have any mates that played music. My cousin's massive, like my, my cousin Michael, big, big inspiration. Mm-hmm. He basically taught me how to play piano his way. And we'd see him about two or three times a year. He'd rock up. I'd l- watch what he did. And I was like, whoa, he's using like, I don't know, like silly, like two bass notes on the left hand. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And I play like he, he's, He's like phenomenal when he plays. I can't play like he does, but he was learning songs, just teaching himself. So yeah, yeah, young age, man. I was, but I didn't start the band until I met the boys when I came out to France, really? which was about 10 years ago, if not more, oh, about 10 years ago. Wow. And we, were just, we were just jamming. Yeah. Um, so I was already in my, I was already like 20, 24. Wow. So yeah. your first band 
first band is your my first same band. band you you got signed and came to Nashville and made a fucking record. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> yeah, boy. Now nah, you say it like that, I sound pretty legendary. But yeah, anyway. I mean, but we fuck, played man. covers. We played covers for a long. T- <laughs> That's we played we played covers for a long time. We were playing really good things as well. So like you learn um Jed always says actually, like when you're playing eight times a week, you and you're playing the Beatles, you're playing mm-hmm. uh Led Zeppelin, you're playing oh man, like so many, you know, Kings of Leon, which yeah. is funny to be in the same studio as them. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, you learn how what kind of what a good song is. I mean, we've never made a good song or it's never been as successful. But those first songs, like they, the first song we did was She Wants and it, um, it got us, yeah, record deal and yeah. put us on like big time radio. So we were like, well, yeah. this is easy, <laughs> but <laughs> I wish, I wish someone had told us like, oh yeah, this is the easy bit. Now you really have to work hard. Right. Cause I started that, I started that a bit too late and then ruined opportunities, but Hey, we live and learn no? <laughs> well, I mean, I still think that's pretty fucking amazing that you went from, you know, playing pubs in your first band to, you know, <laughs> making a record in Nashville with Jakir King, uh, which who we all know how is how amazing he is. So what was that? What was that transition transition like? You go from playing pubs, you release She Wants, you get this record deal and then you go, oh, now we're in the South in Nashville in what is arguably one of the most famous recording studios in the world with one of the most famous record producers in the world like what is that what is that like fucked up <laughs> <laughs> one word yeah two words fuck yeah up. man I, thing is right and i remember i'll always remember that whole dude this is why i mean i haven't seen you in what three years uh maybe in more. person longer than that yeah for sure wow yeah that's crazy um at least four and i just can't yeah. kind of proves that um what how special that session was for for me especially i know the boys as well oh man like i was, I was definitely like on edge especially when you see that guitar that's in there with all the signatures mm-hmm. uh like from everyone from tom petty to t-pain yeah <laughs> how good right? is that? so i was like whoa and i've seen the you know the kings of leon documentary so i was i was definitely intimidated and there's loads of things i would have changed but it was a massive learning experience for me. The, um, yeah, I do it. it was, we, we had the opportunity to, uh, like write and play and record music with, yeah, you boys, you know, that was, that was mad. It's weird. I'm just reminiscing right now, but, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the feeling was bizarre, but it was also, yeah, again, like this whole confidence thing that I was struggling with feeling like, I know I should be a front man and this is going epic, but I was, I had so many like, like stresses and you spend so many time like with the boys, me and, yeah. you know, you start buying heads here and there. Um, but the experience is that wool ball. Yeah. Come on. How yeah. good was that? Ah, it's the best. Yeah. I mean, like still one of the, I don't know what's better actually. What's that? I don't know what was, I don't know what was better. I don't know if making the record <laughs> with Jakir King and yourself and Lowell or the wobble where the, the com- like the competition was fierce, man. Yeah, and fucking Pete out playing with no shoes on. <laughs> Nutball. Nut. Uh, yeah, did, that we, record- haven't, we haven't played since. We haven't played since. Good. You should, we should only play at, at Blackbird on the sanctioned wall ball court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was, I mean... I think that's a really common thing that a lot of people don't talk about is is the the feeling of of it's sort of the imposter syndrome of like man what like the pressures you put on yourself which you know I was feeling it in my own way you know like that was really one of my first like projects with Jakir uh, in that role and something of that like magnitude and I think you know that we're all subject to that of like oh man i'm gonna get found out any moment like they're gonna they're gonna realize that i don't know what the fuck i'm doing or uh you know like (laughs) you just have this fear and it's really this it comes from it took me a long time to realize it comes from a good place it comes from you want to do a good job 
and you're worried because you want to do a good job. And if you yeah. sort of take, I had to like take a step back and say like, well, why am I fucking freaking out right now? Well, I'm freaking out because I want to do a good job. Okay. Why do you want to do a good job? Because I care about my job and I care about the process and I care about getting this record as best we can for these people. And when you sort of break it down and take a step back, you have to take yourself out of the way. And like all this anxiety and all this worry is going to make it worse and make it harder for me to do my job well. So I just have to sort of surrender to it and get into it and just let it happen. You know what I mean? Totally. But the thing is, man, like you and me in our careers, it was super early for both of us. And I think you have to, you know, like it's pointless going like, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd done that because I probably wouldn't be doing, I probably wouldn't have the same drive I'm doing now. Oh, right. Um, with, with what I'm doing, if like, okay, the record, the record did amazing for what we put out mm-hmm. um, and what we, what we managed to su- succeed. But it's kind of, the other thing was, we never knew, like we, we were out there and I remember um, we got put on um, the, the London radio station, um, Radio One, and we put in the C list. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, what's next? The B list, you know, like, and because it was all happening so quick and there was so much like, you know, rubbing shoulders with like big time producers and stuff. And, um, you don't, I just thought it was going to keep, keep going up and up and up. And I didn't know which way. And I, I just don't know. It's so weird. That whole moment was so weird. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't regret any of it because you learn from <clears throat> whether it be mistakes or, um, missed opportunities or all these things, you know, yeah. maybe should have been writing more when I was on the road and stuff like this, but we're currently now doing a third record. Yeah. Somehow during this pandemic, we got offered a record deal again. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're like, how is this happening? <laughs> and, um, we're in confinement. So we have to make this ourselves and yeah. like, it's super exciting, man. Yeah. And I, I don't think if I, maybe if I changed my ways, I'd have the same mindset now, you know, like, no, I, I, that's a good point. And I, that, that, um, there's no better way to learn than just from screwing stuff up. I mean, or, or just getting in and doing it, you know, and then thinking back and being like, ah, why was I such a bonehead about this? Or I've done that so many times. And oh you guys, after, after the, the record with Jakir, you went and you made another record. Uh, let me blood rush deja vu which you did with yes catherine marks right yeah who's yeah somehow somehow amazing. we managed to get her. so we like my question with that is um going into the record with catherine like what did you take from your experience with nashville and, and jakir and that whole first record and some of those things that you're sort of thinking back on like what did you take into making that record that so uh, well we definitely because with anything, any project you do, you know this, you know, and this is this is no disrespect to any of the boys, um, anyone that works on that record, basically. Oh, no. Yeah. But you come away and you go, oh, I wish I'd done that better. Uh, I wish we'd done that. You know what? If we did, if we hadn't maybe been so safe here and all these kind of things. So we had we just had a little bit more knowledge on going into the um, the the second record with we we know what we want mm-hmm. um, and you also let, you know, like, yeah, JK King and, and CJ Marks, like you let them do their thing because that's what they do with any producer. Like you have to, you know, we've, we've also had some other great people we've worked with and you let them do what they do. Cause I remember the first time, uh, our mate James, well, became a mate, James Lewis. Mm-hmm. He tell, he's like, we should put bongos on this. And that was like the furthest thing I ever wanted to do. And then and then I realized I know nothing about music because uh, he put the bongos on <laughs> and I was like, that's so amazing. I was like, I don't know what you've done there. And you just had, we had a bit more knowledge going into the CJ track. And then again, now we're doing, um, it was so hot, man. Oh my God. I think it was the hottest recorded day then in London. And we were in this, like this hot box of a studio. But it was it was super exciting. I really enjoyed it actually. We did half of it in France and half it in London. Oh um, cool. Yeah. And I look forward to going into a studio again where like we've got all the toys. Yeah. You know, you have an engineer to show you how to use the toys. <laughs> but um yeah, with CJ, like it was 
she's she's been a good mate for years since we first worked with her and we see her in london and you know like you have nights out and stuff and yeah. she comes to gigs uh, and i remember saying to her because steve she blew up and steve was like our manager you yeah. won't she won't do the record and i was like well she's coming to the london show i just talked to her when we've been drinking and i was like would you want to do a record she's like yeah definitely I can't believe you guys asked me. And we were like, well, I don't know about that. I mean, and then we were like, we don't really have any money. She's like, we'll work it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but, uh, and it's just straight off the bat. You already know that she's passionate because she's hooking us up. Yeah. And she, she she's found invested. ways. So we obviously paid her, but we were like finding ways and she found us a studio that I, I basically, I think we pretty much got free and things like this. And, um, yeah, it was, I've gone off on a tangent now, but um, no. we had a bit more experience, I think, songwriting-wise and Confidence-wise, I'm sure it was uh, a big a big difference too. I mean, having been through the yeah. ringer. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I, I always feel those situations are a massive blur and afterwards you go, oh yeah, shit, I wish I'd done that now. <laughs> but you got to enjoy the process. Definitely enjoy it. That's, that's, that would be a regret I have where times I haven't enjoyed the process, whether it be writing with someone. Um, I've been a proper little shit sometimes. There, there was a set of shit in London. <laughs> and even if the boys bring it up, I go, nah. I'm just like, I was right. But um, <laughs> I didn't want to let, this guy, this guy had made like platinum records with like Paolo Nettini and stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, he was like, he's like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, the idea's all right, but let's, let's do this. But I was like, nah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if you like my idea and you like the direction, we'll just stick with this. Yeah. And uh, I think I like, I didn't throw my toys at the pram. I didn't think, but apparently I did. <laughs> and I was like, nah, nah, nah. We'll do it my way. It's bad. And he was like, all right, well, but we're not going to do it your way. And the session's over. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was interesting. <laughs> and we never saw that guy again. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's it. I, I think mean, I I tr I try to put my foot down in it and it and it didn't work. It didn't so. work. I mean that's a lesson learned, kids. That is a good lesson, and, I, and that's that's not something that's that's just unique to you either. I've heard that many times with with bands, and especially younger bands that you know, uh, you know, have early success and get signed and have a you know have a deal, and then you know the label might be like, you know, you don't have all the songs yet, so we're gonna put you with some writers, and then all of a sudden. You're on the back foot, like, oh, what, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like my songs aren't totally. good enough. And it's totally. Like, you know, and then, then they'll get into a writing session and kind of purposely torpedo it, or just phone it in and not really take the experience for what it is. And and you know, um, I've had, I've tried to have those conversations with Vance before when it's like, look, you're, I, I get, this is a really personal thing. This is art. Is is it's a piece of you and it's a representation of you. But at the same time, for a lot of these bands, this might be your first shot as a young band to like really make this a career or maybe make it a way that you can continue to make records and, and do this fucking cool job that we get to do. So sometimes you just have to like, whew, okay, I'm going to just surrender to this process, even though it's uncomfortable and weird <laughs> and we don't necessarily have to use it after the fact, but let's just get through it and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a good thing for, to talk about. I'm glad you mentioned it that, you know, sometimes you, you got to just, uh, sometimes you got to go with it, but you know, sometimes you got to put your foot down too. So, you know, I, I recommend anyone try it as in put your foot down just because like, that idea, I still think my idea, actually, now I think about it, I remember the idea. <laughs> I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, collaboration, which I'm still learning, but I definitely have learned, is, um, is a massive winner. Because, okay, so for example, the moment right now with the, the work I'm doing on the record for the band, mm -hmm. um, me and Pete, we sit here, he's like literally sat behind me normally yeah. and um i i go over ideas he goes over ideas and there's so many ideas that if he hadn't been sat in the room would have just gone over me mumbling something doing like a like you know, and he's like whoa 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 that's amazing 
Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not amazing, but right. you know. Yeah, that's something. And, and and also like so on my um on my solo project, I've been working with uh, two mates, um, Alex and Flo, mm-hmm. and phenomenal what they do. And what the cool thing is, Flo, we met him. He was in a band called The Consolers. We met him in Germany. Yeah. And uh, we became really good mates. I just liked kind of how he's not rude, but he comes across very rude. He <laughs> he basically kicked our green door open. So we had our backstage room. Yeah. He came, it wasn't his room. He came in, like it felt like he kicked it open, grabbed a beer, straight away opened it, started eating some chips and was like, Sup guys, how you doing? And, and I, I remember the boys being like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And I was like, "I love him." <laughs> so we but we bite heads when we're writing together because he's got an ego and I've got an ego. Yeah. Um. But he's a uh, he's phenomenal. I've learned a lot from those two boys and collaboration and songwriting. You know, it's it's hard, man. Dude, I have an ego and it's really hard to like let let it go sometimes because I go, "No, nah, my idea is amazing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And <laughs> and I can't I can't let go of it and it's I'm gonna say it's fifty fifty. Yeah. Some of my ideas are rubbish and the other one was better, but you know. No, that's sometimes just, ego's yeah, important, man. That's a thing that you know, ego kind of gets this negative con- like connotation and rightfully so in in, in most it's not, aspects. It's definitely not negative. It's definitely not just negative anyway. Yeah. But but ego is essential in, in creating art and 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 that's what drives people to want to be better and drive them to want to like make something that's excellent and really strive for greatness. So definitely like you have to have that as sort of the engine, but you also need to be self-aware enough to like put the governor on every once in a while and, and sort of like, wait, am I doing this because I feel it's right actually, or am I doing this because I like my ego got checked for a second and I'm feeling defensive. Yeah. I've had that so many times, especially with like a mix, you know, you work on a mix for, for you know two days and you send it out and you get a couple notes and you're like fuck you like what this is great Mate, then you're like hold I, on I, right. I, I hands down know from i barely do the same hours that like you know you producers do when i'm kind of putting a track together because i'm like okay cool well this could be a demo or whatever it be mm-hmm. and i have massive respect for someone that can work on something for two days and then just be like, if they don't like it, they just go, okay, what would you like me to do? Because I know I can't do that. <laughs> it takes a there's, lot of practice. I'll, I'll oh tell you that. God, it takes, yeah. And I suppose, you know what, when there's money, you know, I mean, I know that you work, you, you work hard, man, and you, you've done, you know, you've done hours where you're not getting a cent. But um, I suppose when there's money on the table, it kind of takes that, maybe you're like, oh, you know what, I'm getting paid. And yeah. yeah, they are paying me and la la la, you know, like if I'm doing songwriting and I've got to do a vocal or stuff and it comes back, it's different. I think when you're doing, I don't know, you, when you get, if you can get caught into a project and you have that passion, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always going to, I'm always ready to chuck a chair around the room <laughs> if someone doesn't <laughs> like it. Yeah. yeah. Where are the chairs? Why there's no chairs in this room? What the fuck? <laughs> you walk in and all the chairs are gone. Wait, what are you guys about to tell me? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we have a problem. Uh, no, no. I mean, it happens, and it's it's something I I definitely struggle with a lot. Of like, okay, I need to I need to take a step back for a second, and I I generally I have like a a two hour window to like reply to an email. You know, like I got to give myself like two hours because if I reply right now, I'm going to be a dick and I shouldn't be, but I'm, you know what? Like I got to give myself a second, absorb it, you know, go for a walk and then I'll come back and I'll write, you know, I might still have the same sentiment of like, you know, I think I might be right or, or whatever it is, but I'm going to, I'm not going to respond emotionally at least, you know what I mean? But this, what, what is interesting when you said that because if i if i think like with you know producers i know mm-hmm. we've got to talk about jakir like the we both love him and i know he's a really good mate of yours and i i still always class him as a good mate um like just because that time was so special and we've sent texts you know once a year or something yeah like i'm like hey we still mates and he'll be like sup but uh <laughs> well i mean i always remember when our manager made a comment um about a song yeah 
and in all fairness timing was bad they hadn't even met each other and it was like a comment made i know that i know that our manager was like stood by what he probably still stands by what he said yeah and i just jakir didn't hide any emotion he just blew up he went ah, the fuck is that? And, I, and then walked out and was and i was like i was a scary man i was like this guy's gonna hit someone <laughs> and i was like he's he scared me many a times yeah and i kind of i just i have respect for people that don't say anything but i have respect for people that just like you know i mean he's he's made his mark in the music world that you know he's justified yeah no and in that context sometimes sometimes a blow-up is necessary especially when making a record i'm like making a record is uh it's a pressure cooker of a fucking process and everybody's Everybody's walking naked through the middle of town square, including the producer, you know, like everybody's nuts are on the bandsaw. So it's, it's a pressure cooker. And sometimes, uh, sometimes you got to blow up, especially when, you know, Steve walks in and sits on the back couch and doesn't say, say, Hey, or anything. (laughs) And then makes a comment on a song we've been working on for fucking weeks. And then, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes, but, but do you know what? It's one of the moments that I love, um, I'll always remember when uh, Rob came in. There's like, there's there were certain moments where there was like, you know, the pressure was up. Yeah. Like Jakir went, you boys are going to have to fucking amp it up. Like, mm-hmm. didn't say it was shit, but he was just like, and I remember Rob came in and he was say like on the mic and he had all day and he was like, oh yeah, sorry, I, I just not very warmed up. And Jakir was just like, you've had five hours today, man. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> and I was like, told. Yeah, you got to be I called did, on your bullshit. I did, I did my warm ups like I didn't miss a day after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's not gonna let you slide, man. That's um, no way. That's what makes him great. Is you know he's he's not gonna let anybody slide, and and he's passionate, like we said. That's his. Man, that boy, that boy is passionate. Love of love music that. is deep, and his love for doing his job and doing it excellent is is just as deep so you know he's not gonna he doesn't give anybody breaks you know you know interns assistants engineers like we're all we're all held to the same standards and that's that's a really i mean that's a great way to to run a ship because everybody knows their expectations and yeah like you said like after that moment you're like i'm not missing a day of warm-up right it made you better it made us all better Oh yeah, definitely. I was, I think, I think I remember doing a take and I was like, I'm going to have to take some of the pressure off Rob here and, and try <laughs> really push myself. <laughs> but you, I know it's the air con, man, because there's air con in all those rooms. And I didn't realize how much it affects me um, until you start, you know, I do vocals in this room on yeah. this mic and there's no air con and I'm all good. And I do vocals. I'm like, whoa, that's like, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. But in Nashville, we were in there for, dude, we did seven weeks no? Yeah. Um, my, 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 my vocal cords were dry. They were done. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> and I'm... that was one thing I always think about, especially for bands coming from the UK. Cause I mean that, that year that we, we did your record, we did, I mean, we did like a string of bands from like the UK and Louis. Uh, yeah, we did Louis. We did Yumi at six. Um, I think we did Eliza and the bear, like just before you guys or was it after um possibly after yeah i remember i remember getting a message from them at a festival yeah and we so we did a lot and i i always just being remember being really sympathetic for the singers because you not only are you you know coming coming here to a different climate but nashville is notorious for terrible allergies so Uh, you're gonna get there and like the allergies are gonna fuck with you and then like you said the air conditioning it's just like you're getting sort of taken out of your comfort zone and then thrown into this thing when it's like okay cool let's do this thing that everyone's gonna hear forever and it's gonna be you know on the internet yeah but mate i mean if we're gonna if we're gonna complain in a job that is not a job right (laughs) i mean there might be stressful times because you're like is he gonna be angry with me when i come out of this session but (laughs) I mean, apart from a little, I'm a princess, you know, and a princess has to say, my throat's a little dry. Where the fuck is my water? Yeah. yeah. Where's my uh, lemon ginger tea with honey? I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I man. still drink that shit. Those, those donuts, literally, hands down, donuts, banana pudding, 
Lowe's Mrs. Banana Pudding. Oh yeah. Uh, the Treehouse in uh, in Five Points is it? Yeah, East Nash. Fucking hell, man! That food. That was... I need to go back there, and I'm gonna destroy kicking mules at that bar. I mean, oh, yeah. dude, I, I I'm not gonna bore the people listening to this with all my reminiscence of um, <laughs> restaurants, but I actually did a flying kick to my manager after having a kick a mule. I too. <laughs> Fro- it's frozen moonshine if anyone knows it i don't know if it's famous but frozen moonshine oh and uh i was so excited i mean we're like oh, i'm in nashville uh, like that and i came flying off the this little stage area <laughs> in this bar and my manager my manager put me straight into a taxi <laughs> and sent me home that's enough from you you're going home that's yeah amazing. that was me done but yeah oh man i missed the, honestly i missed the food that was and, and, I don't miss you I don't miss you guys. I uh, miss the food. Well, the myth, you know. <laughs> the food is good in Nashville. Um <laughs> so what's next for you guys? I know you said you're uh you just got signed. You're working on a record. What's yeah. uh is there a timetable? Uh yes and no. I think um we're supposed to have pretty much the songs all done by the end of uh January. <laughs> oh. And then then, then there's like a grace period of like working out me doing vocals, mm-hmm. uh, me working out the lyrics mm-hmm. with the boys going back and forth on ideas just to like tweak stuff. Uh, the chances I'd be very surprised if all those stuff, because life, man, like trying to get, I'm trying to stay in France right now. So I've got mm-hmm. a bunch of bullshit I'm trying to deal with. Um, so yeah. Uh, but I think by the end of Feb, we would have have the record done. Huh? Um, delivered and then yeah because you got to think about it, like as you know for you do a new campaign new photos mm-hmm. you normally go to London you like wherever you you go as a as a like the you know the the center of the kind of music industry for you mm-hmm. um, and you go do your, your your photo stuff and we always go to London for that and we can't do that because Jed's stuck in America yeah um, so I think we have an idea at hand that I think should be good and I mean whatever like it's quite fun like this is actually because so I'm producing it with um, Steve who's in uh, Newcastle back and f- I don't know if he's able to go back and forth anymore because of because uh, of COVID at the moment mm-hmm. um, Pete's here Jed's in America so it is like a, actually like a COVID record yeah. which is interesting uh, yeah and who knows man I mean like it, we've just it, we signed for the first time with um, an American label, and um, I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but who cares? And um, we're buzzing, <laughs> we're excited. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, who's listening, anyways, right? Yeah, us. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it's gonna be the first time that our music's properly been put out with um, in America. So oh, that killer that that for us is there's been a few people have heard us, but. It's never had the push that we feel like it deserves. So well, that's I guess, um, yeah, man, which means when all this shit stops, we can come over and um, hopefully come to Arizona, man. Fuck yeah. Or Arizona. I'll drive, I'll drive to wherever you're closest. Well, that'd be epic. Arizona in the film Speed, it's the Arizona cat's hoodie she's wearing, right? Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Wildcat. That's why he calls her Wildcat. Wildcats. That's not not. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, so it's the Arizona Wildcats. That's I think it. they're the Bearcats. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Just suddenly remembered. I think I meant to say that to you, but I couldn't figure out. <laughs> that is actually that. the perfect segue. You're you're a pro. You're a pro at this. I want to do five <laughs> rapid fire questions, <laughs> and uh, okay. that is the perfect segue into this. What's your favorite bad '80s or '90s action movie? Shit. 80s movie is easy, but actually, oh, Point Break. Point Break. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, That's Keanu, right? One. Wait. Am I? What's Which one's Point Break? Why am I blinking? Point, Point Break's the, the surfers that um, Rob Banks. Yes. Yes. Keanu Reeves and. Um, uh, Swayze? Yeah. Patrick Swayze, man. Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see the remake? <laughs> I won't. They, they're in it. I mean, look, the movie no. has its own take on it. It's, it's amazing and 
it's not, I don't know. I don't even think it's rubbish, man. I love it. I love, I love it so much. Yeah. And me and my mates quote it all the time. Uh, just so many, so is many it, point breaks. Is that where Johnny Utah? Johnny Utah. Right? 99. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I love it. Uh, what was the last record you listened to front to back? Let me have a look at my phone because it'll be on there. These are supposed to be quick fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I say rapid fire, but we end up just tang- tangenting anyways. That's not even the real word. <laughs> it is on this podcast. Yeah. Anything goes here. Uh, the last record. Oh, do you know what it was actually? And it was during, I, I always find I always skip through stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say I listened to, and if not, I did listen to all of St. John's record. Mm which I loved. And then also, oh man, I was gone. Oh, Anderson. No, oh, I can't remember now. That's really annoying. Anderson pack. No, not Anderson pack. Ah. Epic. But I've listened to like spot, like songs that he's like, mm-hmm. not whole records. No, 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 no. What's it called? Uh, doesn't matter. Oh, Sephion Stevens. Mm, I don't know that one. Dude, Sephion Stevens, American guy. He's been around for years and he does, it's not country music, but it's oh, it's beautiful. Okay. I listened to that. That was my first lockdown uh, record, just over and over again. Going through a breakup, just like feeling right. like this is, this is sad but beautiful. Yeah, that's that's it's perfect for the pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Favorite meal, pizza, pizza, my man. But it, it can it can. I mean, dude, this the, the, I could be here all day. And tell you why and what days I like certain foods and times and we haven't got time, man. Okay. So pizza is hands down. Yeah, that's the my good thing. I see, my WhatsApp is pizza slut. <laughs> you might you might have seen it on a WhatsApp G. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, dream car. I'm gonna. It's American car. I've been working on one. Um, I haven't been working on one, but my mate's working on one. And actually, I drove a Mustang, Ooh. a 1967 Mustang uh, Fastback. Yeah. And at the moment, if I can, fo- well, when I've got some money, if I could find one and do one up, that would be my dream car. Hell yeah. Man, there's some, I mean, there's some, there's some amazing American cars. But yeah, let's just say Mustang. Is it, it a fastback? It's called a fastback, isn't it? Yeah, Mustang that's the style. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. That's, that's um, a beautiful car. I know it's pretty standard when people say like favorite car, classic. But actually, um, you know, most people have been like new, you know, like new Porsche or you know whatever. But that's the first like OG muscle car that we've had. Answered. I'm not. I'm not going to say no if Mercedes want to give me the new fucking whatever they have. But yeah, I'm not. I don't want any of that new shit. Nah, it's. It's to to drive a Lambo, right? Yeah. You're, a, Kanye West looks good in one and ASAP Rocky looks good in one. And maybe Travis Scott. So rappers just, I don't think they're less rocking it because it just fits the scene. Yeah. But anyone that's an accountant or a banker just looks like a bellend, man. Yeah. In my book, in my book. I just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Justin Bieber should be driving one either. I think he looks, uh, <laughs> It's like, you should, uh, it just doesn't suit it. You know? <laughs> and I like Justin, but like, no, yeah. I just, um, but uh, yeah, oh, I'm all the classics, all about the classics. Yeah, I love what'd you, it. What'd you drive? What'd you drive? Uh, I drive a, a 2008 Dodge Ram. It's a truck. Oh, yeah. That's very epic. American. Very. That's so American. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had that Jeep when, when y'all were in Nashville and it was the biggest piece of shit I've ever driven. Did and, you just uh, say y'all? I haven't heard y'all yeah. since we went, we used to go to um, what's the supermarket called in Nashville? Is it Kro- Kroger. Kroger? Yeah, they're like welcome to Kroger, y'all. Yeah, it. I mean, y'all is one of those things that just like y- it gets in you, wh- like whether or not you want it to or not. You just eventually you catch yourself like, "What's up, y'all?" And you're like, "Whoa, I'm, what just happened?" I, I, lo- I love it. I just embrace I it. it at this point. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. <clears throat> I was there for seven years. It's it's stuck. So I love, no, I love it. I, anything like that is, um, yeah, it's cool. I All like right. It. Last, well, I guess we, we, we started out rapid fire. We got, 
we got sidetracked. All good. Uh, advice, advice for young bands going into the studio for the first time, which I think we kind of touched on a little bit. But if you yeah, had to we boil did. it down to something succinct, all right. Go out of your comfort zone, experiment, and don't look your care directly in the eyes <laughs> and don't beat him at warble <laughs> but i think i think i think um i mean i don't know anyone 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 in bands wouldn't disrespect the producer but yeah let the producer do what they do and um they're going to bring weird ideas sometimes and that's normally the best thing the, yeah. the, the bongo the basically the bongo thing basically yeah went on a song that we ended up signing our first deal to there you go. And I just remember, I remember like, <laughs> I remember Jed looking at me going, the fuck? And then, but he also said to me, I guess we'll just see. And then, yeah. I mean, it's just bongos. Nowadays, like, I love bongos when I'm playing stuff. But um, my point being is let people take you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Good. Uh, but also, also you got to make mistakes. Fuck, they got. Yeah, you know, if you tell it, if you, if I was to, not, you know, not that anyone's going to listen to my advice, but my point being is that if, if you were like, oh, do this, do this, you know, you're going to get a perfect record. There needs to be fuck ups. Yeah, no, the studio is a place to fuck up. Like, that's the freest place to have as many fuck ups as as you want, right? I mean, we kind of think of it as the opposite of like, I need to go in and I need to crush this fucking take, but. That's that's the time where you have as much. I mean, nowadays it's like we're not recording to tape, so we have as much tape as we need. Uh, yeah, it's not like you know we have as many undos and saves as you want. So like, feel free. You gotta explore and fuck up. Otherwise, you're not gonna find what's right. And like, you totally. know, if you want to be perfect, try to be perfect live. But that never happens. So, but uh, since. Since I'm calling this podcast One More for Safety, which I'm sure you remember hearing a million times making a record, um, nice. this is sort of like <laughs> the final One More for Safety question. Um, and I, I've been doing I've been doing sort of a time machine question, but I'm kind of compelled to switch it up here. Uh, oh, time machine's a good question. Yeah, but well, yeah, go. Maybe we'll circle back to it. No, nah, this is, right. I want to go with this one, I think. Yeah, go with this one. Uh, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and, and I'm curious what uh, an artist has to say about it. But does good art have to suffer? You've just confused me with that question. Do you, okay, so do you mean as in as in for someone who's been through some heartache, uh, some trauma? Yeah. Do you have Do you have to suffer to get good art? I mean, I'm not going to bore you with my story, but. I personally well, that's feel... that's why I have you here. True. Okay, but I'm not going to go down the family story of sure. what... Uh, I, I'm happy talking about it, but it, there was... I went through a lot of... It's hard to tell because some of my favorite artists... I just watched the Elton John documentary. Yeah. Now, if that motherfucker had had an easy uh, upbringing uh, journey, you know, like to go from... Have you seen it? Rocket I have man. not. No, is it good? Mate, it blew my mind. Um, it like if he'd like, you know, he's. I mean, okay, it's a it's a little bit of the classic. You know, his dad walked out on him, mm-hmm. um, and it really really tore him to pieces. That did, um, but he had this m- amazing skill, talent. Um, he he went through a time where like you know being gay was like super difficult if he hadn't had all those struggles mm-hmm. and i mean i'm sure there's way more that they have in the story you wouldn't have those songs like is i i'm not one for those kind of uh movies sometimes where it's like a bit of a musical and all this thing mm-hmm. but i was i was like i was in love with that film and i've yeah. loved Elton john for years but i think it definitely helps but it depends you know like I definitely, everyone says everything I ever sing sounds sad. Even if I'm trying to be cool, it's like, yeah, it sounds really sad, man. Like, not in a bad way, but like, why are you being so emotional? You know? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, like, you know, I have my, my childhood story of, you know, mom and dad and stuff. And it definitely, I've always felt like, yes, instead of a curse, it's more of a blessing because I'm able to put emotion, you know, like, 
it's not I'm not always singing about my childhood and stuff, but it makes me appreciate things that I have and um, you know, even though maybe that was bad, but it could have been a shit lot worse. You know, there's all these things. Yeah. So I do think I do. Th- I, I'm going to say yes. It, the one word answer you wanted was yes. But <laughs> it doesn't um, have to be one word. This this. But I'm I'm sure there's some people. I'm now trying to think of an artist that has had an easy life and upbringing that makes great music because they have a story to tell, really, and yeah. they they put it out there. You know, like the greats. I don't know. I. I Jed would know more about this. I, I wonder what Bruce Springsteen's uh, upbringing was like. Mm. Um, but the emotion that comes out of that man's face. Yeah. It's ridiculous, no? Like, yeah. He's, <laughs> I mean, he could sing about a chicken dinner and it would be like, you know, super emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, artist I love. I mean, I think in the new age, look at Adele. Like, she, she talks about how she has to go through a breakup every time she makes a record, you know, mm-hmm. and she's happy at the moment. So who knows if she'll ever release music again. <laughs> That'll be our barometer for this, for the real answer to this question. If Adele's next record sucks, then yes, <laughs> you have to suffer I mean, for good art. <laughs> for me, for me, that suffering, you know, how big or small it is, it definitely adds a flavor to what you're doing. Mm. Um, and I mean, I, I said to, um, I said to my girlfriend, I was just like, we actually broke up like on New Year's Day for a week, because I don't know how to deal with my emotions. And I wrote, I wrote a song, and I, I was just lyrics, but I wrote a bunch of lyrics, and and then I, I said, oh look, I wrote this, and she was like, she, she really liked it, and I was like, yeah, I have to suffer to actually, and it came so easy. Because mm-hmm. I was in, I was in a sad place, and I was like, <laughs> you know, and I wrote two pages like that, and yeah. then when I'm happy, man, I can't write shit. Yeah, well, I have to be pissed off, pissed off, sad, mm-hmm. pissed off again, and sad, mm-hmm. <laughs> angry, angry, my, and then pissed off again. Emotion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's uh, it's that's a good. I mean, that's an interesting answer because I, I think that's something I think about a lot of like. Uh, you know, I've had my own personal whatever bullshit too, and I just I think back back on on all the best, uh, most compelling pieces of music or or compelling artists, and there's usually some sort of a story there. So it's it's totally it's just a uh, it's interesting to hear it hear it from somebody. So that's why well, I wanted. To well, I got you. a question for you then. Like, yeah. um, I mean, you're you're a musician as as well as a producer, even if you maybe choose to shadow it, uh-huh. but produce pro- production wise, mm-hmm. uh, does the trauma affect how you produce? Um, Ooh. No, okay. Let's just say on a daily, are you having a bad day? Uh-huh. Do you go, do you go in and I'm going to fucking kill this session? Or are you like, Oh man, I'm feeling so good. I'm going to kill this session. And then maybe when you feel a track, mm-hmm. whether you've, Cause do you write? You do write. Uh, very sporadically, you know. Like I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm uh, I'm an old metalhead, so I'll. Uh, yeah, you love your metal. I do. So I'll just dick around and like, you know, I'm a, I'm a riff slut. So I'll just. I know. I've I love him. to write riffs and just fuck around. And my brother's a drummer, yeah. and and now that he lives in town, that like we just kind of dick around and and uh, you know I'll write stuff, but there's, I don't really write any like for any reason other than to just kind of a little pressure release you know yeah no true but do you feel do you feel if you're i don't know i mean i'm i'm not a big metal metal fan mm-hmm. as much as i i respect it um but it's for, for me i know you know what like you can listen to uh metallica and stuff and i i get mm-hmm. i get the songs when with the emotion but it's for me it's always different i have to slow everything down be piano and then the book bo- you know the boys have to speed it up mm-hmm. but, um i yeah i'm just curious to whether like certain situations you have okay all right uh, i don't know i don't know if like you want me mentioning this actually nah, the situation situation you have a lull sure right and i know that upset you yeah um Getting back into you know that that, that friendship, mm-hmm. um, to go on your own, yeah, um, 
or that next session you had yeah after that situation how did it did it really affect your were you like oh, I'm, I'm off i can't even concentrate or were you like i've got this and you know I'm sure you were pissed off at times with him and stuff where you're like, um, no, you know, for, for me, that was, you know, going into the next sort of session, uh, the stakes were so high f for me personally, like sort of when that whole thing sort of fell apart and, um, that was in the middle of doing a record for Daughtry and it was sort of, I got past the baton to be the first engineer or sort of co-engineer with Jakir for the rest of that record. So I went from, you know, not really being able to touch the computer or, uh, you know, do much to help Lowell uh, to now all of a sudden, okay, hey, you're calling the shots on on how we're going to record this, you know, second half of the record. So for me, yeah. it was like, okay, fuck, I, I really, I can't shit the bed here. Um, so I really got to focus. And I also wanted to... You were I, working with him on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. So that's, the three of us were working be... on that record. And then, you know, that sort of, it transpired how it transpired, however um, things go down, you know, shit happens. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I going into, like, me sort of taking over the recording part, you know, it was at Blackbird for two days. We had to get two tracks done that were going to be, like, sort of the singly um, tracks. And I was just more focused on... I got to get in and I got to like do my very best and put all the rest of that shit out of my head. And also I didn't want to just take all of his stuff, like his settings and his mics and, and do the same thing because that would have felt, um, it just would have felt cheap. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And, totally. and I wanted to, if I was going to fail and completely fall on my face, I wanted to do it doing me instead of doing somebody else's stuff. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's that's a that's a well, I think it's a great um, mentality to have. So, Do you? So going into that, like up. I think, like yeah, while it was tough, uh, sort of personally, and it, it made things weird. Um, I've gotten pretty good at compartmentalizing, for better or worse, at least uh, going into work. Uh, you know, I I like to think I'm pretty good at, at being professional and sort of hiding whatever I'm going through personally from the band or the producer or engineer, because there's so much other shit going on that <coughs> you don't need to know whether or not your, your assistant's having a panic attack in the back of the room, you know, like, uh, that's just part of the gig. So, uh, <laughs> no, I think give them, a, give them a bag and a glass of water. I'm sure they'll be fine. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, there's been a lot of, of weird hard times, but yeah, I don't know. Did I even answer the question? No, not no. at all. No, okay. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's, it's interesting on a mindset, I suppose, uh, like with what you do and, and, and what I do, it's mm -hmm. in the same industry. But if I can be, the thing is, man, I can bring my ego to work and and be be a princess and, you know, like, write all my emotions down and sometimes it'd be good sometimes it'd be bad mm -hmm. um when it when it comes to the the i guess the technical side and and what you what you're doing yeah obviously there's the, there's the uh the feeling to it but you have to yeah you you have to kind of put that shit aside to really yeah we have to execute because if we don't it. then you you suffer you know, like the well, artist yeah. suffers if we don't execute. So um, you get to like the harder you work in this industry on my side of things, the more you can bring your ego into what you do um, in, yeah. like, in a good way. Like if you get to Jakir's level, you can you can put your foot down and and sort of ride your emotions a little bit more. Um, but as like as an, an especially an assistant engineer, I mean, you just have to just shut the fuck up and do your job as an as an engineer. You can kind of. Um, you know, the bigger engineers kind of get to swing their dick around a little bit more, but yeah. the, the higher up you get, the more you can sort of, uh, be a little more, um, creative and emotional in an emotional way, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. But you can swing your dick around in your studio now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch like anything back there. Just... Yeah. 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 Wash your hands yeah. when you leave the studio. <laughs> Cause you're going to itch. Um, look, man, I'm, I'm so glad you did this. Uh, I really oh, appreciate mate, you taking the time 
um i had a fucking blast doing this yeah man this is sick you should uh, keep doing this don't stop honestly uh, like this is this is rad thanks i appreciate it i'm gonna just keep doing it till people shout me down and tell me to stop so we'll no they will they will do, they'll, they'll probably do that anyway because they're they're just dickheads but yeah this is all right it's interesting because you're my mate and i love talking to you but um i look forward to like watching the others you know like this is this is cool oh Keep well, doing I, i'm really i'm i'm glad man thank you um instagram handle whatever you like whatever you want to plug that you got coming up cool if you got new shit coming out or whatever hit oh, me with really it really not a good plugger but yeah uh yeah new new music if you want to check out my shit and <laughs> and the band shit i'm in as well uh we've got lots of new music coming in 2021 so and uh just yeah survive survive everyone everyone survive and be happy all right well thanks but, so uh, much, mate, man. thank you mate, thank you for having me that's fucking oh. cool this was great love you man thanks so much you had you had you me at six yeah and then you've had me i mean <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you, bro. Dude. No. Everyone's up here. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks so much for checking out the Rory Williams episode of One More for Safety. I had uh, such a great time catching up with Rory. It's always just a pleasure to, to talk to him and see how he's doing and see what he's up to. And uh, I feel like we covered a lot of really interesting and hopefully helpful subjects for a lot of young artists and engineers out there who might be feeling certain things that they feel like they shouldn't be, but they're all natural. This this is tough shit, you know? Um, keep an eye out for what we've got coming up next. I've got some really fun and interesting guests coming up that I'm super excited about. So 